Hello, everybody, and welcome to Medic's Mind, the podcast. Thanks for coming by. Uh, an impromptu episode. Um, I was sleeping, and uh, now, obviously, I'm not. Um, I'll get into why after this. Thanks for coming back. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I was sleeping, uh, as I should have been. Yeah, it's late. It's about, uh, 4.30 in the morning now. And, uh, I went to bed, uh, went to bed close to two. Um, took me a little bit to fall asleep, but, uh, I was, I was sleeping and I, I had a nightmare, had a bad dream. Um, this was uh it was a, a direct recall dream. It was a direct call, recall of a, a call that I went to as a paramedic. Um, and uh, it took place on Christmas Day, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was not a very uh, was not a very happy morning for that family, and it's uh, not a very happy call. Um, I'm not even sure why. I, I mean, the dream is like the the call itself really isn't. Uh, overly dramatic or traumatic to me. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a call that I recognize the sadness and the, you know, the uncomfortability of, but, it, you know, it never, I mean, it unsettled me at the time. I, I know that it unsettled me at the time of the, the call, but it, it, it was never one of those things that really stuck with me that really, um, you know, it's hard to explain. Like, you know, it was a suicide call. Um, and suicide calls always sucked. I, I, I never liked them. I don't think anybody likes them. I mean, that's, yeah, it's poor terminology. Um, some were worse than others. And I know it sounds strange, but I, I think sometimes the, the deceased are found in different ways. And, um, and sometimes it's not as bad as other calls that you go to it's hard to explain to somebody that hasn't been there that doesn't do that isn't a you know first responder it's it's hard to explain without sounding like a fucking monster uh all, all i can say is this particular call i i just I, I dreamt about in total recall of the of the dream every detail was it was like uh like i said it happened at christmas and uh and it was cold i was in edmonton at the time and uh and it was cold it was cold cold morning um, Christmas, uh, typically from my personal experience, uh, on the ambulance, Christmas time was generally a shitty kind of shift to work, not just because you were not with your family, but mainly because it's just, people are sad. People are depressed. People are unhappy at Christmas time, uh, in a lot of ways. And I, I mean, let's face it. Nobody ever calls an ambulance because they're inviting you to Christmas dinner. You know, they're calling an ambulance because something terrible and catastrophic has happened in their life system and they need someone to come in and, and do something. And we are that some, someone to come and do that something. And, uh, and this particular morning we had, uh, we'd sign on, we did get coffee. I know that. And, uh, and, and when the call came in, uh, came across as a suicide, police were already on scene. Um, fire was dispatched as well for some reason. I'm not sure why, but they were. And, uh, 
and um, we showed up on scene and uh, you know it was uh, it was a suicide call that was obvious when we got to the police even told us as much the thing is you know it has to be treated like a crime scene until everything has been uh, investigated discovered and, and and everything so you have you can't just traipse about basically is what I'm saying you can't just traipse into the the scene you have to assess the patient they you know that's a thing but you have to be careful about what you're doing where you're walking and uh, this particular suicide took place in a garage um, it was uh, it was a, a gentleman um, in his uh, late 50s um, had gone out to his garage uh, at some point in the morning uh, and um, had had um, had died by way of uh, inhalation of, of uh, nauseous fumes um, of, his, of his exhaust. He had, um, you know, sort of closed the um, closed the, uh, the the openings of his garage and uh, and used a, a tube of some sort. Um, I believe it was just a hose um, around the the tailpipe. Um, or into into the yeah, I was in the stuck it into the tailpipe and then sealed it off. And um, anyway, that was how he that was how he died. He wasn't in the driver's seat. He was uh, he was actually in the back seat. Looked like he was sleeping. Uh, but uh, I mean, dead bodies never look like they're sleeping. You know, there's there's a distinct difference to how how they look. Um, but yeah, like it purposefully placed. Uh, into the back and I, I remember that was the first thing I noticed because uh, I hadn't been to a call like that before like uh, I'd been to suicides but not a you know kind of sitting in a car you know you hear about it uh, it's something you talk about in school and everything and you got to be careful on scenes like that be, like it was being ventilated I think that's why fire was there um, they were ventilating the, the garage and uh, you know it was deemed safe enough for us to enter and and, uh, and assess this guy and uh, so my partner and I, we were there, and you could still the you could still taste the the fumes. I mean, it kind of saturated everything in the in the garage. But um, you know, you got to be like I said, you got to be careful about where you're walking, where you're going as you enter these these places. And um, and so I, when we were walking, the the, the police officer kind of said, "Hey, uh, kind of you can get access this way. Just kind of you know, careful where you're stepping in the snow. We haven't taken all of our pictures, and you know." We got guys doing that, guys coming down right now, but, you know, careful where you're walking. And uh, so he let us, uh, he showed us like some steps to walk in, like a trail to follow and um, to get into the garage. And so we did, we went in, followed the trail into the garage and uh, and then saw this guy in the back seat um, on his left side. And, uh, you know, like I said, dead bodies don't look like they're sleeping. So I I knew, as soon as I saw him, I knew he was dead and my partner you know, same thing confirmed and, you know, um, you know, throw through the, the stickers on just to just due diligence. Um, and yeah, there was nothing. Um, so, uh, you know, that was, he was, he was dead. And, um, and the unnerving part outside of obviously being a suicide, the unnerving part was that the, the footsteps that we walked in to get in, into, there was there was only one real set of footsteps uh, leading to it, um, at least from from where we were going. Like, I mean, the cops had been there, and um, 
so I kind of I followed into the uh, into the the cop steps, and um, it would it would turn out that the cop uh, had been had stepped in in the footsteps that were already there. Uh, but yeah, I stepped in a dead guy's footsteps. Essentially, we followed his trail into uh, into the into the garage, and um, I, that was unnerving for me. I you know I remember kind of joking about it with my partner, um, you know making jokes about it for the kind of the rest of the day um but i i remember feeling how how messed up it was uh, and it felt it felt really weird and uh you know um i i never like that call i didn't carry it with me it's not something i dream about I, actually i don't even know if i've ever really dreamt about it traumatically uh, in a nightmare sense i uh, personally i think uh I, I i think this 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 must be just um you know uh, maybe just the time of year, you know, um, went to uh, quite a few suicides around this time of year, uh, or attempted suicides. Um, and my mom, obviously, um, and my mom's birthday is on the eighth, you know, um, it's in a, it's in a day from now. So I think maybe my mind is just thinking about that, that theme, the suicide theme. And, um, you know, Maybe that's the, um, maybe my spilled box of demons uh, decided just to pull that pull that one out of the box and throw it into the into the mix today. I, I don't know, but it was a horrendous dream. Basically, I felt trapped in the dream. That I think that's where the panic was coming in. I, I felt like I couldn't get out, and then I couldn't breathe, and then uh, I felt like I was suffocating. And I, 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 you know, it was panic. I just began to feel really panicked, and uh, and. So, like, it's, I hate, I fucking hate nightmares, basically. I hate, I hate when they happen because now, you know, I'm awake uh, and, and you can't go back to sleep right away. It's impossible to go back to sleep right away. You can't just, you can't just turn around <clears throat> and, uh, and, and make your brain relax again. You can't just take all the adrenaline that, that was going through your body and, and turn it off. It doesn't work that way uh, at all. Uh, I wish it did because I, I, I'd like to go to bed. I, I, I'm starting to feel the sting of fatigue because, you know, I've been awake for a little bit now. Um, I didn't just wake up and start recording. It's not what happened. I obviously did what I need to do. I have a nightlight that I use to, to reacquaint myself to the reality of where I'm at in my apartment. I look at like things that are familiar and I, start grounding myself visually and then I I start um, tactile I start touching things so I have I have the fan uh, it's a stand-up fan by my bed uh, I lean over and I usually touch my radiator because it's cool I don't need the heat on uh, in this apartment so I, it's really cool and I and and then there's smell uh, generally uh, I try to take you know big sniffs uh, of my of my apartment of my surroundings uh but you know um my neighbor recently died and uh, unfortunately didn't die well uh what i mean is uh he he'd been there for a bit and uh they've just recently extricated the body and uh, there's um you know i i originally i thought that it, that the smell was just coming from my mind that it was just uh like a post-traumatic stress disorder symptom because I, I do get random intrusion symptoms of smell and taste and um and uh 
So I, originally I thought it was that, but it turns out, no, it, it is actually from next door and it wafts into my apartment and, uh, and it sucks. Uh, it's actually, uh, heavy in my closet. Um, that's how I found out it was real because I, I opened up my closet to get dressed and there was just a putrid, um, odor that was, that was lingering. So I have had to take all my stuff and wash it. Uh, and I've ran all my clothes through the wash twice, um, in, in between yesterday and today. <clears throat> um, so I, um, you know, typically that's what I do. I use the sage sniffer and, uh, so I, I have it with me right now, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have it, you know, sitting here on the desk with me. Um, and uh, I, uh, you know, I think I think my mind is just overburdened right now with, uh, you know, with with a day that's coming up. It's kind of a, a kind of a personal, uh, painful day. You know, uh, my mom's birthday. My mom's not here to celebrate it. And it would have been a big one. It would have been 70. Uh and, uh, and it sucks that she's not here, but it, it sucks even more that, that, that I, you know, that we can't celebrate with her. We have to just celebrate her memory. Um, which, uh, you know, I, I, I just think right now, um, my mind is anathematized in grief, you know, um, and, uh, I wish it wasn't the case, but it is, uh, trying really hard to stay positive throughout the day. Um, you know, I, uh, I was playing video games with my brother tonight and that was fun. You know, I had a good time chatting with him over the microphone and, you know, we're playing Red Dead Redemption. I don't, if you know what that game is, then you'll know how great it is. If you don't know, basically you're a cowboy. You can run lawn, you can rob banks, you can do all kinds of things that you would think you could do as a cowboy in the Wild West. But basically it's nice to be able to just chat with my brother. You know, he lives out West and I live here and, uh, but it, you know, it's nice to be able to have some older brother time. And so for, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting by, you know, uh, in, in some sort of semblance of normalcy, uh, despite having this, you know, rather unpleasant odor wafting from my, uh, neighbor's apartment. It looks like they're cleaning now. Like, uh, they were, they were moving stuff, uh, fairly late into the evening and his family was there. Unfortunately, when I came home, from therapy this afternoon, um, his family was outside the apartment talking to, uh, talking to the landlord. And, uh, you know, I, one thing that bothers me, uh, it bothered me as a paramedic and one, and it bothers me now is grieving people. Uh, there's just something about being around that level of grief. That's still pretty hard for me. And, uh, you know, it walking, like it was, to be confronted by that was not what I wanted, uh, coming home from therapy. You know, I was already tired. Uh, not that the session today was overly burdensome or incredibly heavy, but, uh, you know, we don't talk about pleasant things throughout the entirety of the session. So I, and, and generally when you try to be as engaged uh, which I am more so now that I'm sober, uh, in therapy, you you, you're pulling a lot from from inside yourself and in doing that it's fatiguing it's really tiring i it feels honestly like a day of work it really does you know it's an hour session and i feel like i've worked an eight hour day at the end of those things um and it's uh it's i know that sounds probably strange to those of you who do work really hard labor intensive eight nine ten hour eleven twelve thirteen hour days 
and I, you know, I'm sorry to to put that there, but that that's what it feels like. It's heavy. It's hard. It's not easy. And um, you know, I I I want to be able to sleep. You know, I I just want to be able to go to bed and and sleep the night through. Wake up in the morning and and be okay. Just be fine. You know. But unfortunately, that's not the case uh, for me right now. Um, instead, I, I, I'm I here. I was going to make a tea, and then I thought, well, you know, if I make a tea that's it's got caffeine, that's going to keep me up. I probably shouldn't do that. That's probably not good for sleep hygiene. So, you know, that I had some milk instead. I had some warm milk and uh, lay back down on my bed. It's, uh, it's a little bit sweaty. So I, you know, I, I had to put on a different sheet um and then uh, you know it's physical exertion i know it's just putting on a sheet but at this time of night and uh, going from being restful and sleepy to that uh, it is it's hard uh and it sucks actually um so so then i couldn't go to sleep right so i got up off the off the bed and then i was you know i, I turned on a i know my night light up a little bit uh, so it was a little like i could actually look and i have a little word search that i i do um, I tried to do that in, in order to try and get a little, uh, you know, little sleep, you know, do that for long enough to let the adrenaline wear off and, and become a little, a little sleepy, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's not working. And, um, so I, I got up, had that warm milk and then I, I couldn't concentrate on the word search. Uh, just wasn't working for me. And so I, uh, decided to jump on here and, uh, and talk with you guys. And, um, I fucking, I fucking hate nights like this, guys. I, I, I do having, I get fucking hate nightmares. You know, I'm 35 years old, almost 36. And I, 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 I can, barely make it through the night i'm sometimes i'm afraid of the night i'm afraid of the dark sometimes you know the shadows take shape and start moving and and then when i am on in a good place and ready to go to sleep and and i do go to sleep then then this happens and then i see things i don't want to see i'm back in some guy's garage that took his own life you know walking in i, I mean it's not that like it's a traumatic call but i mean it's not a fun call you know, walking in, seeing a guy in the back seat that planned his his whole thing out to the point where he put himself in the back seat. You know, like that. That's how. That's where his mindset was at to to choose to to end his life that way. And I know I'm not saying it flippantly. I'm not saying he just chose to end his life in that. It's not a judgment statement. You know, there may there may have been a time in my earlier life, my professional life, that maybe I would judge it, but I. Not anymore. Not anymore. And uh, yeah, I remember that day. It wasn't fun, you know. I I actually I I went home and I I thought about how terribly sad it was because it was Christmas. I haven't felt the Christmas spirit in a very long time. In fact, I haven't decorated my place in a very long time. And I, even when I was with my ex and we decorated, um, the Christmas spirit kind of left me uh, after I started working as a paramedic. And it's not because I worked every Christmas or anything, but I mean, just the way the rotations work, you would end up working uh, some Christmases. And then sometimes I would volunteer to work Christmas um, because my ex would be working just because she was a first responder too. And so I'd volunteer to work uh, just because I didn't want to be at home. 
and and the money's good you know you get grid overtime and everything so um i you know i'd work but it's uh is you know in, in a in a setting like that it's not really conducive with holiday spirit you know you go to bad stuff you go to sad stuff a lot of family fights uh day shifts were generally sad people depressed people and uh you know uh, you know around dinner time the family fights start and i mean this is just the 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 dissection of a christmas day shift uh, christmas shift on ambulance you know the the kind of cut breakdown of times you know and then in the evening post you know post eight nine ten o'clock you get like the the fights uh the the drunks you know the you know those things that go along with being drunk um you know and, and sometimes you know they're tired of this family member at the house. You know, they haven't seen them all year and they invite them over Christmas and they know it's always bad. And they, so then you get involved in that. Or, you know, you deal with police a lot on Christmas. At least, you know, that's that was my experience as a medic dealing with police a lot. Uh, and day shifts, uh, always sad people, always. Um, you know, I, we had a call once for a guy that he, like he and this woman had, had been going like getting a divorce i think or i believe they had gotten a divorce or the like the finalization was happening and anyway he wanted to be with his family like he wanted to be with the wife and the kids for christmas but the wife had already was already with somebody else anyway he invited himself over in the morning but when he invited himself over he was drunk uh, out of his mind and uh and refused to get out of the living room and so they they called an ambulance and Basically, I don't know why it got kicked to us instead of the police. Uh, somewhere along the dispatch chain, it got kicked to us. It, it does happen quite frequently, and that, but that's a whole other topic of, of you know, grievance. Anyway, we, we showed up, and this guy is wearing nothing but his boxers, and he's sitting uh, in the in the living room, and he had sat on the glass coffee table, and uh, and the coffee table broke beneath his weight and so he had cuts all along his buttocks and and along his groin and uh up his back and his arms and hands because he had been like you know leaning on the like trying to get out it's like but he was just had little cuts everywhere basically as well as some some big ones some some deep lacerations and and uh you walk into that room and you can just smell the booze he's about three four five feet away from me and you can just you were punched in the face with booze and those are the kind of calls that we would go to during the day shift. Those were the kind of, that was the caliber of call that we were going to. And, um, you know, this, and then of course the suicides, um, and, and this guy's suicide in the garage was one, one that I remember. I, there's things that I remember and I don't think of them as, as really traumatic, but they're, they're not nice things. They're not nice memories, you know, like a, you know, um, going to some of the, the obvious deaths there, uh, sometimes the bodies that have been there a while, uh, or, you know, or young, young people, um, you know, not, I don't, I, it, it's hard to explain. I know it, it sounds strange, but some of them I don't find traumatic in the sense that I, you know, that, that they hold a lingering sense within me, like some of the other calls do. And, uh, I know it's hard to explain, but like, um, is it, 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 that's, it's sorry. I'm kind of all over the place. I apologize. Uh, 
basically, I just hate right now. I hate this moment in time right now. I'm not having a good time. And, uh, yeah, figured I'd just jump on and orate myself to sleep, I guess. Um, post-traumatic stress. Don't get it, kids. Don't, don't get it. Don't, just don't. If you can avoid it, do. Um, fuck. I, uh, yeah, Christmas time, it's, it's rough. It's rough on the ambulance. Um, now, one time I did, I, we did have Christmas dinner once. Uh, I was working with this guy, his name was Dave, and, uh, and he was married. Uh, I don't know if she, I don't think she was a nurse. I don't actually think she did anything in EMS, but he was a, he was a great guy. He's a very soft spoken individual. And, uh, what a, a fantastic paramedic and has been doing the job forever. Like, I'm pretty sure his first partner was Jesus. Like, he's been doing, he's been doing this job a while. And, uh, <laughs> like, there was sirens on Noah's Ark. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a night shift I worked with this guy, and, uh, you know, he's like, are you hungry? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I am. I fucking can't wait till the morning. I'm going to get off in the morning and have fucking mashed potatoes, cranberries and fucking turkey. And it's like, it's going to be great. And he's like, do you want turkey now? And I was like, well, fucking kind of. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, so we drove to his place and uh, and got out of the rig, went into this ha- into his house. And his wife had made this beautiful spread but she knew that we were coming and, uh, and I guess she, over the years she was good at like packing stuff up quick. Cause you know, she probably is used to, you know, used to his, his, you know, working. And, uh, so she, she grabbed these two containers, uh, like Tupperware containers. And I swear she grew six other arms. And, uh, and so she had eight fucking octopus arms going and she made us this beautiful Christmas dinner in Tupperware. And, uh, and we got back in the ambulance and we drove, uh, to the top of one of the overlooks uh, close to close to the North Saskatchewan River because uh, the city of Edmonton is broken into two because the North Saskatchewan snakes through the middle of the city. So there's the the downtown, which is sort of on the north side of the city. And then there's this south side. But the south side has some nice scenery. Uh, if you park on the south side and look north, uh, you can see the, the remainder of the city. But it, it looks nice. And so we, we, we went over the bridge, went over 109th Street Bridge and uh, snaked up and around close to the university area and then overlooked. And they, of course, it was all decorated for Christmas. Uh, the TELUS uh, building had a, a Christmas, illuminated Christmas tree that hung from the top of the building to the bottom. Beautiful light display. Anyway, it was a great little, that was one of my better Christmas dinners was eating out of Tupperware at the front of the ambulance at like, you know, close to nine at night. <laughs> And, uh, and you know what though, that didn't stop me when I went home uh, after that shift that night, uh, I destroyed me some potatoes and some cranberries and, uh, and Turkey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it wasn't all bad working on Christmas. Sometimes you see, uh, you know, some old people that, uh, that just don't have a lot of family around, um, you know, and it's nice to be able to go there and interact with them whether it's an emergency or not it's you know they're they're grateful for the company and 
you know, I, I think I enjoy, I, I know that sounds terrible in, in lieu of what I opened to this podcast with, but I think I enjoyed working Christmas. And I think it was because I felt like I was just doing something important. And I felt like I was, I felt like I was making a difference that day to somebody in somebody's life. And, you know, I, there, I don't think there's any greater pursuit than the sacrifice of self for others. Um, it's just, I think that's just how I'm built. Uh, to believe, I, I just believe that. And, um, you know, I, I haven't spent Christmas with my family in, uh, in a number of years. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go see my family this year, uh, not out of any sort of spite or anything like that. It's, uh, it's more, you know, I'm focused, I'm newly, I'm new into this sobriety thing and I, I need to focus and concentrate on that because, uh, it would be too tempting to fall back into a comfort zone of, yeah, sure, I can drink for, I'll drink over Christmas. I mean, I'm drinking with people, I'll be fine. But I, I just don't think that, that it would be fine. You know, I, I just don't think it would be for me. And, uh, and I know there's that, well, just don't drink then. And that's, I could probably do that too. I could probably do the not drink thing, but, you know, it would be nice. The, the thought of having a, a beer with my older brother uh, it's a good time. It's a great time actually. Uh, but I, I just don't think that that's right for me right now. And, uh, so I'm not going to see my family this Christmas and, uh, I'm not going to see my mom on her birthday, uh, because of, because of suicide. You know, uh, maybe, maybe I, you know, maybe this guy was just telling me that I'm thinking about my mom. I don't know. I don't know why I had to go to sleep and see images of a dead guy in the back of a car. Uh, but I did. And that sucks. It sucks a lot to be completely fucking honest with you. <clears throat> Cause it's not an easy set of imagery, uh, to, to just go back to sleep to. It's certainly not a fucking lullaby comfort image. That's for sure. It's fucked up. You know, de- dead bodies are fucked up because the, it's not like the movies. They, uh, that's one thing I'll tell you right now. They don't look anything like the movies. In the movies, they still look alive. Very, very much alive. And it doesn't look like a sleeping person because sleeping people look very, very much like sleeping people. And the dead look nothing like either of the two aforementioned. And this guy definitely, definitely was not sleeping. And he certainly wasn't acting. And in my dream, he wasn't doing either as well. I, uh, if I, if I had more skill as an artist, if I had the, the, the skilled hand at, at sketching, I swear that I could recreate this man's face right now, right in front of me. I can, yeah, I know where the folds were that, that fell just by his nostrils over the corners of his lips. Uh, I could tell you what color his eyebrows were. I could tell you which eyebrow had more gray hair in it. Um, it's not, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant at all. So it's hard. I, I don't think I'll be going to sleep right away. And, uh, you know, now it's close to five in the morning. And then if I do end up going to sleep, then I, I got to try and, I got to try and keep my wake up time, which means I got to be up by about eight forty-five, nine o'clock at the latest. So if I can't get to sleep till about six, then I'm, I'm running on three hours sleep today. And those days suck. Those days are hard, man, because 
I mean, well, you know why they're hard. They're three hours of sleep. Who the fuck runs on three hours of sleep? Or who wants to, I should say. Lots of people do. Lots of people have to. Soldiers have to. First responders have to. Nurses have to. Fuck nurses, man. Sometimes those those ladies and those those guys shifts. Holy mackerel. No thanks. No thank you. Yeah, no fucking thanks. Uh there's plenty of people do. Police, yeah, fire. Well, fire gets to sleep. <laughs> just uh, any of my any anybody listening that's a firefighter, I'm just busting your balls. I really do love you guys. I do. I just like to give you a hard time. Ah oh, man, I think you've heard me rattle on long enough, and this is a really depressing podcast. So I apologize for that. You know, I wish it wasn't, but it is. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut her short, um, cut her short there. Um, in my next podcast, I do give a shout out to, uh, to somebody, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it again here just because I think it fits the theme here. Um, life experience of Nick, the podcast life experience of Nick, the podcast. Uh, I came across this guy on Instagram. Um, I think probably just via the hashtag of podcast. Anyway, uh, he's got a podcast out and he addresses the, the issue of holiday, um, related depression and Christmas related depression. And, uh, and it's a pretty poignant, um, podcast and he's pretty well spoken within it. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, or you feel like listening to something, uh, like that, uh, head over to life experiences of Nick, uh, life experiences of Nick.com. I believe it is, um, I might be getting that wrong. I don't have his info in front of me. Life experiences of Nick. Uh, you can check him out on Instagram and it will lead you to the, to the, to the podcast. Um, but it's, it's a good, it's a good listen. Uh, so go check that out. Um, give him a shout out. He, uh, he gave me one here and appreciate that very much. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, and, uh, and I, yeah, as for you guys listening tonight, thank you. Um, thanks everybody for the support. I really do appreciate you guys. You got, honestly, you do help me. I mean, when I wake up to your messages in the morning, uh, and you know, it, it helps me not feel quite so long, not so isolated in, in my own apartment with the, the demons of memory. Cause fuck those guys, man. They, uh, they're assholes. They really are. Anyway, I'm gonna, that's going to be it for me. That's it for this episode. I am, uh, probably going to have some more warm milk and I'm going to try and go to bed and get some sleep. You guys take care of yourselves. Be well. Keep talking to one another. And I will talk to you on the next episode of A Medic's Mind, the podcast. Take care. Mm -hmm.